0: Got am not talking to him. just me talking about it. What up? though? he'll wish. Oh, boy. Help me get up. Yeah, I see uh, my Dionne have... ah, tackle. Ah, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what up, my girl? God. What's good? Yes, it's love, good. y'all, God!
1: Right?
2: You know it. You know it. Finish I see my you doing? we right here? Hey, y'all take a seat. Oh. Woo. I see my Dionne Taco. Ah, am full man. You
3: got an extra smile. Smedium. He tags on
2: bigger than him. Full of guns. Y'all dressed different nowadays. You was a linebacker.
4: Y'all young boys dress different. 11s on ones. I'm just all black in my everyday life. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, 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 I change it up. I change yeah. it up when the show. Y'all
1: was getting that good money at Ohio State? Nah. You know, you know they, they weren't boy. doing it like <laughs> that yet. Hey,
4: you know, them boys, got, Soon got, left. That's when NIL
1: came. Say, yeah. They got bent up. I'm about to say, i have been up before the
4: mm-hmm. Damn, they
2: yeah. NIL shit stupid. I'm about to fall in sure. love with him. Anything yeah. about Yeah, him. yeah. I'm so about to, to. fall Might he as just, well. Um, we had B. John Robinson on. Wow. All last year he drove a Lamborghini around campus. Like Lambo. he, that
4: was his car. But you remember what he said, though? He said, he's like, I only pull it out. He's like, I don't feel right pull it out. So I drive the truck they gave me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he, he drive the range. He gonna let Lambo yeah. Lamborghini drive the range. How y'all feel about the six rings? The what? The what? <laughs> <laughs> The six rings. <laughs> I
3: ain't the seen them
4: more in a long time. Y'all know what the
3: six rings are?
4: Huh? No. no, I ain't seen them in a long time. They that. the most comfortable Jordan. So like, it's six rings like two different Jordans in one. That fusion Jordan. Like fusion Jordan, they're like 11s they're like and fours. Spin-offs. Yeah. So you picking your smallest shirt? You no, know I told it's you, medium. Speediest. Right here, a large, right here. This is that slim fit though.
3: No, Jenna. Shits, you, you did two push-ups before you came in here. I did, no, man. Jenna. I
4: mean, you know what's
1: up already. So I don't know why you acting like that. It's expensive, though. I ain't got huh? to expensive. Yeah, it is.
2: You got to tear your shirt off every time and take it off? Stop
4: playing with me. Hold out. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I thought they hear the it. Get my people feelin' militant, where I'm finna get me up, uh. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me I got the key. Only vision I can trust, uh, trust limit. Take a stem cap in it. I fought here to witness it. Get my people feelin' militant, where I'm finna get me up, uh, on the mission, get me up, All the shows here are different. I think we do them all for for different reasons. Obviously we wanna create good content, but something that's been very important to us is to spread messages or to allow people to platform in the space to share their stories in their own ways. So many times the media can craft a narrative that now changes the perception of two young men, one young woman, all at one time. Our job sometimes is when that narrative has been corrected to give it a microphone or to amplify it. Today we have Amir Reap, we have Jacen Went, obviously Freddie T, MRC, Channing, and we're gonna talk about something serious today. We know how the show goes, we will laugh. There will be opportunities to celebrate, there will be times of joy on this show because truth was told, vindication was had. But also, this is an opportunity to reach young men much like yourself who could be in your position one day, who could be faced With the same thing, to our partners, happy dad. We appreciate you. Thank you to DraftKings, our partner again. Um, Also to everybody who subscribes, supports the show, the likes, the comments. We are so grateful for everything you've done for us throughout this first year. You know, when we all started playing football, it was at its purest form. We just loved it, we wanted to do it, but obviously you start to have certain dreams. Amir, you grew up in Cincinnati. Jocelyn, you in New York, both of you end up at Ohio State. Your earliest moments, Amir, of playing this game, what do you remember about the, the pureness, the, the, the innocence, the joy of football at that time?
3: Uh, like you said, it was a joy uh, just being out there, uh, being free, you know what I mean? Uh, just being able to make a mistake, you know what I mean? Just getting back up and trying it again.
4: For you, John, you know, we'll get to some of the things you had to do to come out of New York. You know, we laugh and joke. He's from Georgia, he's from Florida, I'm from Louisiana. We actually have grass. You know, people, people actually want to come to football games to see us play. You know, you're the number one player in New York, but what is it like playing football in the the small city that you were from? in New York with the gang violence, with the different ways and distractions of things that could have derailed you from meeting your goal of being a college athlete.
1: Just like you said, um, it was a distraction and it was fun. You know what I'm saying? Uh, It took your mind off of things and it made sure that I didn't get in trouble. And um, you know, the brotherhood that you build there, all your friends and stuff that you play with, you know, just made it more fun to stick with.
2: I struggle with difference, because we older, I'm, we double y'all's age damn near probably. Like, what's the struggles now, those struggles as a young man coming up, people know you, you know what I'm saying, you're trying to make a name for yourself, but you still have all the streets, you still have all the temptations out there.
3: I would say social media uh, are just going out. Somebody can know everything about us, we have, we know nothing about them. Yeah. And they just say we out goofing around or something. Y'all probably could have goofed around, no phones, y'all get away with it, we goof around. It's everywhere. I look, dude, he was just right here doing it, you know what I mean, that's how I say media is definitely. Definitely a big one now that could be a huge distraction.
1: Exactly. You definitely got to be mindful of the things that you say, you know, things that you do, and um, put more on a, like, a periscope, uh, you know, and just seeing how, you know, so you got to be careful. You
0: know, we all went through the recruiting process, and that that opportunity you got that first day on campus, we can all probably go back and remember that entire day, from checking in, moving around campus, meeting guys, being a little timid, but also excited. Just go through that memory, that moment and how
1: special it was when you stepped on campus at OSU. Coming in, you see everybody moving in, all the players is coming in. We came in, well, I came in during the summer. So summertime is nobody's on campus. So just football players is there. So we go there on campus, you know, we got a lot of, everybody has bins moving around. You know what I'm saying? It's exciting. You're like, yeah, I'm on campus now. you waiting for your parents to leave, pack up my stuff so I can get up out, so I can get up out of yeah. here. You feel me? And. Yeah, so you just ready to go, you know what I'm saying? Just pure excitement, you know. You just want to get to the next thing, get to the next thing, um, and that's how it was for me.
3: In my position, everybody came early, so I'm the only one still moving in. They coming out, shirts off, all comfortable, just sitting there. I'm on nervous, getting my stuff. Like, but um, really, that's really what it was. Uh, going to O State was a huge deal, so I'm I was excited to get up there. Uh, so got in there, move my stuff in. And I'm trying to look at the schedule, like what we got next. You know and I mean? They all sitting there comfortable. We are gonna do this tomorrow, we gonna do that tomorrow. I'm still nervous, jitters. But that's really what it was, like going up there.
0: Even as a four-star standout
3: here in the state, you were nervous? In my position, the class of 2017, it was four of us and we all was number one for where we came from. And I was the only one that came in the summer, so I felt like I was already behind the eight ball a little bit. So that's where my answer's coming from, like just getting out there.
4: You've seen all of these different guys, whether it be from your class or classes close to you, go on to the NFL, first round draft picks, pro bowlers, all pros. And it's finally your time, you've worked your way, both of you guys, into being leaders of the team. How excited were you entering the offseason of 2020 to now be the next, take that next step in being the guy at OSU?
3: Hey, it was my time, like you said, I was just happy, excited. Uh, and ready. That was the biggest thing was ready. I already felt like I was ready. Uh, you know, been in a couple big moments uh that year. So I felt like I was uh groomed to be ready, you know, behind those guys, uh playing my role. So once it was that time, I said, Oh, this it, because uh we my dad always preached, um, you go to school like oh state, it only take one year. It only take one, and that was that one year that was coming up for us to make everything reality.
1: The biggest thing we had was confidence, you know, like something that probably like we probably lacked a little bit based off like all the guys that we was with. There it was competition every day at Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? Third string, fourth string dudes could play anywhere. So now is our time. It was just like the confidence was there. So, you know, so we were just excited and ready to go.
2: What well, had the clip for y'all? Because, you know, I, I was a freshman All American, you know. <laughs> All SEC as a freshman, you know, <laughs> defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, and all. So it clicked it. for me early. But yeah. No, but what had the clip for y'all? Like, because y'all, like you said, Fred said it, y'all were dogs in high school. Then y'all get to that level and you gotta say, damn, I'm not on this field no more.
1: Nah.
3: Nah, I well, want to say confidence, bro. Yeah, confidence this, was key. Cause like getting in those big games and those moments. I like even coming home, they're like, How you feel? I said, you gotta feel like you like you know you're supposed to be there. You know what I mean? People get starstruck so when they get in there and they're like, oh, I'm in here. You gotta already think, like, right, I'm gonna get in here, I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. And that's how it's going to go down. So I feel like confidence definitely.
1: Yeah, for me, it was just like, I played linebacker. So I went from linebacker to DB. I never played DB before. So I'm about to go to the top college that's known for getting out DBs and I'm switching my whole position. So it's like, I never played it. I come in now, I got Malik Hooker, you got Garyon Conley, um, who else? Denzel Ward, Marshall, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, all these dudes. And it's like, okay, I don't even know how to play DB. Like I need to learn that first. Come you know? out. You say what? I never,
4: you went to the school that did what with DBs? <laughs> Come on now, don't do it. Come on. Oh, yeah, man, don't do that. He, he had, that, was, that was a hell of a list. He just, Yo, what you, man. Hey. They just, they had at the Shaw Springs, they just started putting them back in oh, there a few years ago. They so just <laughs> jump on here. The school, the main school that's yeah. known for putting out DBs. That's a That's a fact. Folks who say anything <laughs> on the podcast. What you God. mean? That's a fact. Hey, man, you know, Talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. where you guys were in your friendship at that point. You know, when you go to a school like Ohio State, people go there to play. Like if you're the man in New York, if you're the man in Cincinnati, you expect to play, you want to play, you want to be in that horseshoe with 100,000 plus. So y'all kind of saw it all together through a longer period of time than most people have to see some of those adversities. So at that point, Talk a little bit about where your relationship was.
1: Shoot, me and Amir was always like, always locked in, you know what I'm saying? I feel like towards that end of the year, it was like we got more of a bond because like we were progressing at the same time, like captain, working out the same, you know, competing and it's like nobody could mess with us during that time. So it's like, we just, it was just more of a better bond. Then we started hanging out even more and more um, outside of football. So I was in the process of moving different crib and
3: I ended up staying with him. So it was more like, we was already bonded in the facility, you know, uh, competing, doing the drills, who rah and all that, but then it became outside of the facilities when I moved in with him
0: and we started building that uh, connection. And Ja, you showed up on campus 2016. Yeah, 2016. And, and Mir, you was yep. 2017. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just looking back and, and talking about the recruiting process, you know, you guys have so much on your plate, right? Because earlier we talked about, you know, going to campus, you know, being wide-eyed, looking around, then you gotta go through the process of gaining confidence and getting the guys around you to accept you. Then you fast forward a few years mm. after thinking, I potentially can have an opportunity at the pros. If not, you got your degree, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then 2020 happens. Exactly. And then you're like, shit, is this the twilight zone? Just going back, you know, and, and beginning and thinking that you're living a nightmare, how abrupt was that moment when you know, all of that just took off and took place.
1: Especially when we got inside of jail, it was more like, like this is really happening, you know? And then um, getting up to that cell, and it's just like you watching your life flicker on the TV in the cell, and you just can't say nothing about it. You know, you can't but defend yourself.
0: Prior to the cell part, mm-hmm. when you got a call and say, look, we were accused of, you know, this this okay. this, this crime. Yeah. You know, just to even
1: receive that phone call, did you guys once think like, this is crazy? I was pissed. I was pissed. Like I wasn't sad. I was just like, Are you like feeling are you crazy? You know, like I was I was really mad, you know, they came, knocked on my door. Like we didn't even get a well, I didn't get a call. They came, knocked on my door, and nobody knocks on my door. So I'm like, who is that? And then I seen detectives and I was just like, What are y'all doing here? you know? So then they told me what happened. I'm just like, Wow, like that's crazy.
3: Yeah, so what was crazy to me, even when they came, police in front of me, everything, I'm still asking, like, Why y'all here? What what happened? Like I'm not even thinking of that uh situation. Like it's just a shock. I'm confused, trying to figure out what's really going on. Like right. and, you know, every athlete, you hear something about this, you're like, it would never be me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It would never be me. Mm-hmm. And we came to be, it was it became us. Mm-hmm. But uh definitely did not think it would ever be me.
2: Legal side, at what point there was representation there, at what point you know, did anybody have you reach out? Did y'all know well enough to reach out to an attorney? What was the the legal side of that?
3: I feel like I didn't have nothing to hide, so when they came in, whatever they needed, mouth swab, whatever DNA, whatever you need, you can have it. I just I feel like I had nothing to hide, which I didn't, so that's how I went about it. I didn't call nobody uh, when
1: they first showed up or anything. Yeah, same thing. Family gave them DNA swabs, anything that they wanted, full confession, you know, and I let them do what they do with that.
2: I was told too. I got, I bet I got locked up in college too for fighting. I got locked up two, three times. Got uh, detained a number of other times. Other than that, mm-hmm. so I know the protocol of yeah. it. Like, but at Florida, they told me if anything happens, call somebody with the athletic department. Like, you need some help. You, y'all are kids still. Yeah. I know I sound like an old man. Y'all are still babies. Y'all need some help. If yeah. police are there, you should have some representation there with you.
3: But you know you did something wrong. Yeah, we
2: didn't. I,
3: I, we didn't know we did done nothing wrong. Yeah. That's what I think that's what the difference was. Like. We didn't do nothing wrong. So it was like, why do I need to call somebody and make it look like I did something wrong? So I feel like that was the difference there, you know what I mean?
1: And then like the situation happened, it was like a week later that the cops came. So it's like, we forgot about that. Like we done went through a full week of practice, working Mm -hmm. out, a whole bunch of other stuff on our mind. And then it's like, they come a whole week after, it was like, what are you doing here? Like, you know, what, what is this about?
4: February 9th, that's when you get the knock on the door and now you realize things are real. But to both of you guys, you had consensual sex, with a female who was of age, which means if all of these things take place, then there's no reason for me to be hiding anything. There's no reason for me to lie. There's no reason for me to call a lawyer. And so you go through all of these things. And when the cops initially come to your house, y'all go to practice Mm -hmm. the next morning. When you're sitting at practice, are you thinking to yourself, you know what? Sheesh, we made it. So what's the feeling when you get the knock or the call that Coach Ryan Day needs to see y'all in the office?
3: Uh, it's like immediately, we knew what time it was. Uh, we had meetings about it, and uh, he just told us if any situation happened like this, is nothing that they can do. So once we got that name call, hey, Amir, we need to um, see you in the office. We, we knew, I knew it, well, I knew what time it was. Yeah.
4: It's one thing to know you've done something wrong, And now start to suffer those consequences. There's an accountability. There's a responsibility to the truth. There's a understanding of consequences of my actions. When I haven't done anything wrong, when I've stood on the truth from the beginning, when I've told the same story over and over and over again, and yet you're still suffering the same repercussions of someone who is guilty, what type of emotion goes along with trying to handle that?
1: It's a lot of emotions that go with it, you know, you angry, sad, um, a lot of depression, you know, it's just a whole bunch of emotions, you know. You don't know what to do in that scenario, it's like all you could do is just, you know, cover up and just get in the dark or just, you know, get out of people's way. And then even when I'm trying to like get my mind off of things, I don't want my situation affecting nobody else's, you know, so I don't want to go to my trainer back at home and it's like, why are you training him? You know, now nah, he loses money. You know, or why are you next to him? You know what I'm saying? So it was just like it was just tarnishing everybody around me. So it made me not want to be around nobody because I feel like I was messing up people's lives even more. You know what I'm saying? So it was a time where it's like you got to be strong. You got to be strong. I tell you that much. You got to be strong.
2: Urban Meyer, I was in Florida. He went to Florida. I didn't okay. play with him. I missed him by a year. But they were telling mm. me how he is. Yeah. And but there's a list of things that you know if you do this, you yeah. could rob a bank, you might still be on the team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The DUIs, the mm-hmm. drunk fight, and that's why I used to get drunk and yeah. fight. Yeah. you still be on the team. Mm-hmm. Molestation, assault, beating up women, any of that, if a woman's involved, you kicked off the team,
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
2: How does it feel when just when y'all are so confident going into the situation that yeah. I ain't do nothing wrong? People aren't believing y'all. You're not innocent until proven guilty in these circumstances. Mm-hmm. How much, How frustrating was it because I'll be honest, if y'all were my nephews and I read the story like I did before I met y'all, mm-hmm. I would doubt. I would mm-hmm. doubt y'all too because of what went on, how it went on. Mm-hmm. How hard is it when people, you're telling them exactly what you know and people aren't believing you?
3: Very frustrating. It's like when you, you know the answer to the test and you're telling everybody, is this, is this, is this, and they go put the wrong answer down, mm-hmm. but it takes three years for them to find out the right one. So you, you, you sitting there the whole time, I just told y'all the truth and y'all gonna put something else down or say we did this or say we did that. And it take three years to finally, where we at now, to where they know that we were telling the truth all the time. That's the only thing I could think of is frustration. Really just like, why wouldn't you believe me? Like, why? why are we guilty and we have to prove our innocence? You know what I mean? It's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, but we had to fight through that.
4: You said something that's very important. You said it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. There's no way to have this conversation and be transparent about it and not talk about being in America, two young black football players and a white girl. And she says that she was in an apartment, she was in a room and that these two young men raped me. Not only do you get the charge of rape, you get a charge of kidnapping. Now, a lot of people don't know how little has to be said or what little is required in order to get a kidnapping charge, but that's tied to your name. Mm -hmm. Even in that, you continue to maintain your innocence and you have a consent video. And in the consent video, there's ways she's trying or prosecution is trying to manipulate the truth of that in order to continue to say that these two young men are guilty of that. How much did you guys think of the perception of it's these two young black men's story against this one young white girl?
3: We're not blind to it. You hear the stories. Um, You hear about it going the other way a lot of times, too, even if the person was telling the truth.
1: Seeing it is like, okay, it's two black dudes and it's just one white girl. So I can understand the narrative. Like, it just felt like we was in a movie. Like, we know the truth of what actually happened. So you need to see, understand, like, what's being said in the story. And then people is going to get the the facts sooner or later that they can see for themselves. And you don't have to take our word for it, you know? So
0: the arrest, the whole thing took place in February of 2020. Mm
1: -hmm. And then
0: the trial didn't happen where you was acquitted until this past February, 2023, and it was a three-day trial. The three years leading up to the trial versus the three-day trial, what, what seemed to be the longest? Because you don't know what the outcome is gonna be. Because there could be a slight chance that they might say, you know what, you guys are guilty. And, and you're, you're here, you're in it. Three years leading up to it, you still can kind of maneuver through life and you yeah. know, you're still like, I'm right. good, I know. But yeah. when you're in it, right. like yeah.
3: anything can happen. It was done at like 445. Everybody leave at five o'clock, but they chose to stay and get the uh like and try to figure it out. So we am like, oh, we're gonna find out today. We're good, we're gonna find out today. And when they told us that they gotta come back the next day, that day was the longest day. I feel like it felt longer than the three years that we waited to get here. When they told them, we see him walking out. I'm like, whoa! whoa. I ain't call us mm-hmm. in there to tell us what we what yeah. we gotta do. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And they said they're gonna come back tomorrow. I feel like that would
1: aid. In the three years span, like things is life is going by quick. You know what I'm saying? Like you living day to day. The pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic happened. Pandemic. So it's like you are just doing things. So you know it goes by fast. But then when you know you got trial, like you know, like you cherish every minute. You know what I'm saying? Like it's night. I didn't go to sleep. None of them days. You know what I'm saying? I'm up watching something. I'm trying to get my mind off of it, talking to friends, family, you know? And it was just like, it's like you don't want to talk about it, but you have to. You know what I'm saying? Because it's coming up. So it's just like, you got to prepare yourself. Was it any doubt? Not doubt in the sense that you guys knew you didn't do it. I know you're what you mean. It right. Yeah, But
0: doubt that they just might say, you know what? You guys are guilty. Yeah. Did that ever cross your mind?
1: Yeah. Because just for the fact, like you see stories on it all the time, you're just scared. You know, because you never know what could happen. The fact that it even made it that far was even scary. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you see the evidence, to see the things that was there, it's just like, why did this even go this far? Right. You know, so it's yeah, just it's crazy. True. So the fact that it made it that far is like, okay, they're not seeing something clearly. So it's just like, you know, you still know which way, you know, it was just scary.
0: Earlier you mentioned, we talked about social media, you mentioned phones and media, mm-hmm. but that's the one thing that that saved you guys was being you know. able to get a consent mm-hmm. yeah. via video from from the
3: victim, yeah, you know uh, that was major. Uh, that's what we was actually taught. You know, being a student athlete up there at uh, Ohio State, we were taught uh, get consent, you know, from females when you're going to interactions. Because end of the day, we, we, we found out your life is in their hand after you do something with a female. You know what I mean? They they say this, they feel this type of way, and they can go with it, and your life is on
2: pause. I had never heard of that before. Before mm-hmm. y'all's case. I never heard about consent videos, which is like like you said was the helpful thing. Mm -hmm. But you get kicked off the team. Like you hear that, we hear that all the time. Young man did this, get kicked off the team. Mm -hmm. Take me through getting kicked off the team. You go get your shit and go home. Like what does getting kicked off the team, Ohio State mean?
1: Well, we was in jail when we got kicked off. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) So we (laughs) didn't we
3: didn't know we got kicked off until we got that call or seen it on the TV screen. Yeah. I mean, at first it was alright I right, y'all can't come to the facility right now. Uh, we are gonna hold y'all back. Y'all gotta deal with Title IX, and we are gonna figure it out that way. Then when we got in there, uh, two Ohio State football players had been released, and we like, oh, had to go down there, sign a paper. I'm like, oh, we off. So when we got out, that's when,
1: pack your stuff. You gotta go home. Yeah, I ain't packed none, but just from your house, but you're not going to the facility again. Like after that yeah. meeting with Coach Day, I, we never stepped foot in the facility again. Mm-hmm. So then once we got in, get, got inside, um, OSU police came and they, oh, damn, this is you, da da da, um, you getting kicked off, da da da. So like, what? You feel me? I just spoke to my coach. Oh yeah, we gonna have y'all out in the morning, da da da, da. So I'm like, I'm confused, yeah. you know? So after that was just the last interaction, caught us by surprise, you know? And then once you see it on TV, you know it's official. That was a stamp. Mm-hmm. You right. know, that was a stamp, like, yeah, you're, you feel me? Yeah, done.
2: Now you, Then you on your own? Is you and your family? That's it. That's it? You were on the team, got in trouble on the team, they get, get rid of you. All the legal, all the pressure, all the anything now is on you and your family.
1: Don't ever call my mama. <laughs> I've been there, so you know my character. You know our yeah. characters. You know what I'm saying? And especially if you're about to be captain, you know, you're not, nobody's not, not making captain. You know what I'm saying? So they're picking dudes. So it's just like, you know my character. I never got in trouble at Ohio State. So I'm going to put it like this. Be- before that situation happened, I'm going
3: to go ahead and tell them. Okay. We, we just got done lifting, right? We get in the middle. Yeah. Coach. Hey, whatever Amir and Johnson doing, that's what y'all need to be doing. Break on them. (laughs) That was our last break at Ohio State. It's like a movie. That was our last break at Ohio State.
1: The last break that we had, that was on the Friday. Police came knocking on the door Sunday. And then they took you guys straight to jail from there.
3: No, so we turned ourselves in. So we went at nighttime, turned ourselves in, thought it was going to be just one day thing. One day thing, and Then my first call, call my dad. Hey, uh, they already posted about it. Uh huh? Yeah. So within
1: first, what forty five minutes? Forty five minutes.
3: So they already posted about us.
0: Then uh, that's yeah. what you know, it went
3: from and that's it went what we knew. Yeah, just...
0: So you knew the severity of the situation at that very moment. Yeah. yeah. Once the media got involved. Mm-hmm. Did you guys also know that it was potentially a thirty year sentence
1: and have to register as a sex? I did see. I didn't know that. No, I found that moment. out like days later. My pop came to Ohio to chill with me. And then we out to go to Home Depot, he tried to take me to go to um, Home Depot, do something stupid. I'm like, I don't want to be here right now. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, the word just got out, you know? And I don't know how no court stuff works. So it's like, oh, you just got indicted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, you just got charged and the yeah. potential time that you got could be this. I was getting off the hump, you know what I'm saying? And I heard that and it's just back down, back in that room, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was It was just,
3: crazy. So before the indictment, did a polygraph test, you right when I found my lawyer, so I said I want to do a polygraph test. Uh, did that and passed it. You know, he calling everybody, trying to tell people he passed this and that, this before the indictment. So I'm like, I just passed a polygraph. And we, come on, man. y'all see that? I guess it's admissible in court. But still to just to hear that that be out there, I'm like, all right, they ain't gonna indict it. They told us they indicted it, and they said 33. I hung up the phone, and I didn't know what thing, went back up to the room, I said, oh, this is crazy.
4: During this time, you mentioned it was COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. So you you shut down the world, basically mm. shuts down. They also separate YouTube. Yeah, there's two people in the world who can understand one another, mm. empathize with one another, and trust that the other person knows the truth. And now for three years, those two people can't talk, can't communicate, can't really say, "Hey man, how you doing?"
1: Yeah,
4: right. Because y'all are dealing with something that no one else understands. The the day you guys walk into court and you see one another, what was that feeling like? It
3: was, it was joy to me. I, I remember riding up there, I can't wait to see my dog. I can't, <laughs> just can't wait to see, you know what I mean? Like knowing the circumstances that we was in, but like you said, we both knew the truth. So it was just more like, okay, I finally get to see him. We about to go through this together and come out on top.
1: Yeah, It's exactly what it was, you know? Couldn't wait, I just like, I gotta get away, see my dog, and now I'm glad this, Whole thing over with, so now we can really get back to work.
4: Dan Sable's got one of your teammates to come in and say, Okay, we asked for consent. We were taught to ask for consent. Amir and Jocelyn didn't just do this to cover up a bad decision or a mistake or something criminal that they had done,
1: mm-hmm.
4: but also you guys got on the stand yourselves. Yeah, right. A lot of times there are defense attorneys who are a little hesitant to put their clients on the stand. You don't want them to get caught up in cross-examination. What made you guys both so confident to know that if I get on this stand and if I get an opportunity to tell my story, there is no tripping me up? The truth. i am just about to say that, right? (laughs) It's cliche, but it's like. Yeah, like
1: it seems
3: so simple, but that's what it was, the truth. So with them them cross-examining me, he can't ask me nothing and I can't tell the truth about. That's how I felt with the polygraph too. You know, you get nervous in there, like, oh,
1: what's this? Like, I ain't never been here before. But once you breathe, I think I tell the truth, let's do it. Going up to the stand, it's like, yeah, you get nervous. You, yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. me? Once you tell the truth, you good.
4: So, for y'all, man, the picture in the newspaper, both of you guys hugging, um, mm-hmm. crying. Man. What's the feeling of not guilty on all charges? You almost got me. I almost teared up hearing that again. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> hey, it's just, hey, that's major, you know. Uh, So, I was first. Not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. I'm still waiting here here. I ain't chewing. I'm hold on. We gotta make sure my dog good. Not guilty, okay. Not guilty, okay, not guilty, okay. We both going home. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have felt right, one of us going home knowing we didn't do, you know, anything wrong.
2: Yeah. And your pops passed before the verdict. <laughs>
3: yep. hmm
2: So knowing that he passed without knowing what the verdict was, right. Right. was was he one of the first people you thought about when the not guilty came out?
3: Oh uh, Yeah, I was thinking of him during, during the whole process, you know, uh, that was my guy. But definitely when they said not guilty, I said we made I always say we, you know what I mean? Because I still, you know, he's still with me, I'm a part of him. So I, I still always say we, but we got a goal, we got a plan, we did it, you know what I mean? So definitely that was major for us, you know what I mean?
4: You're sitting at this point and you're looking back on the three years that were missed from someone telling a story that was untrue about you. And the entire time, you have to know the truth. Your truth is not being listened to. Your truth is not the one that's believed. And you're being put through all of these things. There's shame, there's embarrassment, there's the true loss of not only time, but money. Time is money. We like to, as we tell stories, also teach. There's gonna be another, as as sad as it, it is, there's gonna be another Amir there's gonna be another Mm Jocelyn. Each of you tell me things that you've learned that you want the next young brother or the next person in general who could be in that situation to know about keeping themselves out of those situations and also making sure that if in those situations, they cover all of their bases to be safe.
3: I mean, it's really hard when you go to a caliber school, you know, like Alabama, Ohio State, to try to find somebody that got as much to lose as you. But I just say look at it in the sense of what does this person have to lose? I mean, they don't got to lose nothing. You shouldn't be dealing with that person. And yes, the video saved me. Definitely, it was a big part of it. But I just feel uh, you sh- I don't think you should be messing with a woman. You know what I mean? If you feel that you have to do that after, you know, what I mean? like if that makes sense. Like I just did. I feel like I got to do this. I don't think you should have that feeling. I'm not saying don't do it. You know what I mean? Because it could help you and it's on your side. But I just feel like those are two major things. If they don't have something to lose as much as you or near as much as you don't mess with it and if you even the thought has to come before it even it even happens like oh i gotta get a video after this i don't think you should encounter with them
1: yeah i fully agree with amir on that you know um, she doesn't have more to lose than you then don't even take that risk um if you're questioning it then you shouldn't be doing it you know and um don't let your hormones take over you know uh, especially when you're young and you just you know it's just like you just gotta fix up, you know what I'm saying, and understand, like, how bad this can go.
3: Yeah, and i say one thing when my dad tell me, easy is not always right. You know what I mean, it, it, they, they're throwing at you this, left and right, just because it's easy don't
2: mean you got to do it. Do people still look at y'all funny? Do you, do you feel as if you need to tell people, hey, I got acquitted sometimes, because the story was on bottom of ESPN, I didn't see the mm-hmm. acquittal on the bottom of ESPN.
3: And that's the crazy part about it, you know. Uh, it was everywhere once we were charged with these everywhere. It was took three years. So you know, you get your confidence back, you get to walk up with your chin high. Uh, but to answer your question, right now, do people still look at funny? I wouldn't even be able to notice it. I'm free. um uh, it's behind me. I'm not looking for nobody to look at me to or that way. I'm good. We on the straight path. We gonna get to where we need to
1: go. After that three year span, is like like I feel indestructible in a sense. Like no matter, even if. Somebody in my face like, feel me, like I know I didn't do it. Even they're showing that I didn't do it, and I'm we gonna give the facts, so you know that I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? People still have their doubts, but, let me we show you exactly what, you feel me? Everything that was done in the case, and you can see it all. You can see that we didn't do it.
4: Any new customer using the promo code DEFENSE, you make a pre-game money line wager of $5, and you win, you get $150 in free bonus bets. And with my bonus bets, let me help out these new
2: customers. Try the parlays, same game parlays, multiple games in one bet, and you can have a chance of winning even more money.
0: New customers, Channing loves same game parlay, but this is Freddie T, and I love the Daily Fantasy. New customers, Daily Fantasy. It does not matter where you are, you still can get to this money. Just sign up, make it happen, and get to the bag.
4: New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code DEFENSE. Make any pre-game money line wager of $5. If that bet hits, you get $150 in bonus bets. And remember, DraftKings Sportsbook makes sports so much more fun.
0: Jal, you graduated in 2020. Yeah. And the school withheld your uh, degree. Degree, yeah. Until the acquittal. Process yeah. was over, right? Yeah. Were you able to uh, enjoy your graduation then? Uh, at what point in 2020 did you graduate? And, and what was the timing like when when this all came about?
1: Well, I didn't fully graduate. I think it was till like going to 2021, okay. if I want to say, because I, I had one more class that I had to finish. Okay. It didn't feel like I graduated. It felt like I was lying about my graduation in a sense, because like I didn't have my degree to show for it. Where's your proof that you graduated? So it's like all I have is my transcript that's locked up or. A degree that I don't have. I did not even like telling people I graduated because it's like you don't have your degree, mm-hmm. you know, and you still can't move. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it didn't mean nothing, you know? So um, corona came and I thank God I got to finish it, you know, finish and uh, get my degree. But right now I'm still even trying to get my degree. I still haven't got it.
0: You still no. haven't got it? No.
3: It was no, it was two different um, situations. Yeah. So just cause we beat that in the corner, yeah. We still had to deal with judicial, yes. it
0: just yeah. Just got okay. done what, yeah. two days ago? Two days ago, This yeah.
3: just got done two days ago.
1: Yeah. So you should be receiving your degree in yeah. a minute. Yeah. So it's like, I have my degree and I probably gotta go get it from, I think, collections. And I gotta go pay that to get my degree. This is insane. Yeah. Amir,
0: you said you uh, you grow through what you go through. Yeah. The last three years. Until now. How have you grown? First off, I've grown up being a better father, for sure.
3: Uh, you know, being away, that space between you and your, uh, your kid. And this boy or girl? Yeah, I got a boy. Yeah, I'll be five. So, just being able to be here and be present, you know what I mean? So, I definitely grown as being a father. Um, learning those little obstacles of, oh, he woke up this time, oh, I gotta put him in bed. You know, just little things like that that I missed out on because I was up there at school. Uh, definitely grown there. Uh, the major one was faith. The major one was faith. You know, I, I grew in faith uh, tremendously. Thanking God in the good times and in the bad times, because it, 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 as bad as it sounds, like the situation, It was good moments uh, in these last, uh, you know, three years going through this. It definitely was, definitely uh, good moments. Growing pains for sure, but that's what I say, like uh, you grow through what you go through. And I wanna give a shout out to um, Quentin Cephas. He said that, so he had the same situation and he said it in his. And I told myself, like you said, I know this won't be the last one. As as crazy as that sounds, somebody will be in my shoes. And I want them to see that and believe you grow through what you go through, just how I did when I seen that.
4: Growth is the thing that's ever-evolving, right? There, There won't be a point in your life where you aren't growing, whether it's positive and it's positive to yourself individually and to the people around you or whether the people around you see it as a negative. And you are focused on growing within your circumstance, which is truly all we can ever do. All we can do is take where God puts our feet or where circumstances have put us and now try to see what we can glean from that, what we can learn from that, and I believe you guys did. A question I would have is, you lose your father, you you guys lose friends, you don't have OSU backing you. What have y'all learned about people? Because people love to be with you on Saturday night after you win the game. Mm People love to be with you when you're in the college football playoff. 100%. How many of the homies, how many of the girls, how many of the easies were still around once you were down and out, once you didn't have Saturday nights anymore, once you weren't gonna be able to wear a garnet and silver? How were some of those moments in recognizing that this one wasn't for me, this one was, this one wasn't for me? How did y'all deal with some of those things?
3: Like you said, growing through it, just noticing and being grateful during that time period of the people. So more than not, some people look at it as, oh, they left me, oh, dang, why they, why they leave me? It was more, okay, I'm grateful that we picking all these weeds out. Uh, okay, that person wasn't with me. Uh, you, I definitely had you coming with me. Whatever you needed, you got it. But now I know you're not with me. You know what I mean? So it was more being grateful of those times of showing me who was with me and who's not. So once we get around the time we are now, you know what I mean? I know who to take with me. I know who's there with me and who's for me.
1: If I don't fault people still, you know what I'm saying? Because I probably was one of them dudes. You know, I'm looking at a story, I read what they said, I'm, I'm reading what they tell me, and then I don't know the other side of the story. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I go off of what I know. So the information that they received, you can't be mad at nobody for that. You know? So I don't fault people if like, oh, they monsters or this, 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 this. You would think that. You feel me? Because like you don't, you don't do stuff like that. So the fact that uh, people see it like that is just like I don't fault people for it. You know, I don't fault people for it. So I just want them to know the truth and that that was never the case, you know? And um, now the truth is here.
4: I get around y'all, like I couldn't imagine being your age, having the goals and the dreams that I had, which were exactly like yours, feeling like I was in the right and that the wrong took parts of my life away. Mm. I don't know if I could be grateful I don't know if I could count it as a blessing. I would like to say that I would. 43-year-old sure. Ryan would like to say that I would. But what 43-year-old Ryan also knows is you don't get time back.
1: Yeah. Right.
4: You just don't. You, you, you don't get moments back. You don't yeah. get memories, right? You don't get the, the month after everything happens and your father gets sick. Right? right? Yeah. We don't get those things back. And so now being where you guys are and being grateful and understanding those blessings. Mm-hmm. What's the next step for you, Jocelyn? The next step is
1: just continue to grow. You know, during that time I really harped on like a part of my life that I was lacking in, and that's probably like my family. You know what I'm saying? Football consumes so much time, you know, so I took that time just get with my family, watch my brothers and sisters grow up, you know, take my mind off of things, you know, and now it's time for me to get back on track and get back to ball. Have you
0: guys forgiven the victim? That's the hardest thing, one of the hardest things in life to do. I look at it like this. There's a right and a wrong.
3: I would never be okay with someone doing wrong. You know what I mean? Like It's not against her personally, but it's a right and wrong. She was wrong. So it just, that's how I leave it at that.
1: I don't, you know, I don't. Cause if you could sit there and do that and then watch us about to go to jail for something that you know we didn't do, how can you sit there and let that happen? Because this could have been a whole complete 360. You know what I'm saying? Like, thank God it worked out, but it's like, if it wouldn't be like this if we was inside.
4: Do you ever think about her and the situation? Do you still have an emotion about it? Yeah, all the time, for I think about it. So here's what I'll say about forgiving. You don't have to forgive her and forgiving her is not releasing her, forgiving her will release you. Yeah. Because every time you think about it, every time you let it get another moment of your energy, it adds to the three years that that lie took from Mm y'all. Every time you're thinking about what you went through, you're not thinking about where you are because where you are is a positive, because where you are is a blessing. And if you are telling the truth, that you feel grateful for the people you know that weren't there for you. If you are telling the truth that I spent three years getting to know my family, and now it's time to get back to business, then what she thought she was taking from you, she didn't. Mm -hmm. So don't give her your good days, Mm -hmm. right? You didn't even give her your bad days. You didn't give the lie, you didn't give the pain, you didn't give the hurt. You didn't give that your shitty times. So why when I'm up, I'ma let her have that, mm-hmm. right? From the beginning, you maintain, this is my truth and y'all never wavered off of that. Mm-hmm. There's people, man, that will live their whole lives and never get an opportunity to know how solid their people can be. Y'all too, him, you ain't ever gotta question him your whole life. Right. There are people who have had friends and family members since the time they were born, they were all they can remember, and they will never know what y'all two know about each other. Mm-hmm. So, when you do get on your knees, pray for. Her. And pray for every single night until you don't even think about it or pray for. Mm-hmm. Man, you want a baby to live, bruh. Like, you trying to play. You trying to play. Yeah. When you score and when the game is good and you got all those tackles, you shouldn't be thinking yeah, f her now. I'm here. She shouldn't even be a thought. But if you hold on to that, you continue to give her those moments. Yeah. Right now, y'all are in the place, both in the transfer portal, both trying to play. For you, is that dream? For you, is that dream? Y'all still want to make it and be on the next level. Like, uh, is that what you're playing for?
3: 100 percent. 100 percent. I feel like. I mean, I feel like it's long overdue, you know what I mean? I feel like we was ready three years ago.
1: So I feel like the time is down, the time is down, that's what we're gonna do. All we need is opportunity. You know, once the opportunity comes, we're gonna ball through the same thing we've been doing for years. I'm glad the time is now, and just antsy to get back into things. We're just ready to go.
2: How do y'all handle it in the transfer portal? Like, it's an elephant in the room while you're in the yeah. transfer portal. Like, yeah, how do y'all yeah. handle it? Do you wait for them to ask? Do you just come out, you know, mm-hmm. lay it out there? How does that happen?
1: Well, some schools reach out. You know, what I'm saying during the time, a lot of schools reaching out when we first put our names in transfer and that was like 2021, mind you. The case wasn't over yet, so they're like, "What's going on?" And we don't have answers. So it's like, okay, why did we put our names in trend portal? We know damn well the case is not over yet. Coaches is asking, "Okay, so when are you gonna be ready to?" Um, I don't know. It kind of like backfired in a sense because we should have waited a little longer. But just when you waiting around for three years, it's like, okay, I need something to look forward to. You know what I'm saying? I need some type of excitement. Let me feel like. Things are going to happen. Now it's just like certain schools will reach out. They just want to reach the schools that we want to reach, you know what I'm saying, that we would want to go to. And if not, then we just got to find a school that wants us. You got to keep it a secret? They going
2: to see this video. (laughs) Why y'all keeping the schools a
1: secret? Uh, (laughs) uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) When we typically ask the guests, you know, what was their biggest pivot in in life, but I'm, I'm sure the three of us would all agree that, you know, that being acquitted mm, right. created the most pivotal moment in, in your lives and which also creates an opportunity you just said it you know you have an opportunity right. and not just an opportunity to play again but an opportunity to use this as leverage to create a platform as we mentioned earlier to to look out for all those young guys that are going to come behind you You know, and even now at your ages, you're 24, Mm -hmm. 25. Schools that are out there that might watch this or schools that might be lucky to have y'all, you guys are young men that can go in there as leaders, you know, being able to tell your life stories and then help those other young guys not to, you know, be involved in these situations where they got to go around and then explain themselves. You know, I don't know what schools are looking at this, but they do follow us. And I hope with that, you know, you guys get another shot. But more importantly not, football is good. Football is good. But that's something you love, you're passionate about it. But life, there are more things in life that's bigger than football. And y'all can take that and, and use it as a springboard to create a lane, you know, for other guys that are gonna come behind you. Because that shit's happened a million times. And I'm, I'm glad you guys are here for me personally. When RC said this was an opportunity I said, it's gonna help me out, because I know they'll be able to use their message to help other people. Because I'm so sick and tired of that shit, you know, and and people call them Karens and this and that. I don't wanna beat up the accuser. I don't know what she was going through. I don't know what she's going through now. And we did a good job by not even really addressing that. But it's more about y'all and the people that look like y'all and like us. They gotta deal with this shit just out of the blue to follow y'all and hopefully, they'll take heed to it. Because the worst thing that can happen is for you them to have an example and not follow. So I appreciate y'all for being courageous, being able to tell your story, and really just giving me an opportunity to believe in some people that are gonna go farther than allowing this to, to weigh them down. So I'm rooting for y'all, bruh. I, I really am, and not just football. Yeah, I'm talking about on some real life shit. Cause this is big, it's
2: important. Mm-hmm. Fred, that was beautiful. Fred, go on.
4: <laughs> I already um, had mine open. You got yours open. I already got mine that open. That was beautiful. You something else, you,
2: you are, a real <laughs> life
4: gentleman. Freddie, T. that was You're nice. You're a
2: real life gentleman. Hey, man, how long y'all was in jail?
4: Three days. Three
3: days. Y'all, I
2: think three Y'all hear Jim Pop.
3: I hit them cheats. I was asleep the yeah. whole time. But I didn't you don't understand
2: the holding cell. Because, I, like I said, I got locked up in yeah, yeah. You don't understand the holding cell so long, they put you back with them real criminals after a while. <laughs> nah, nah, nah y'all, nah, hit, nah. y'all went back
0: there? Nah.
3: Nah, nah, nah. nah, nah. So they had us uh, blocked off in the single cells. And then you get your little hour out for the oh, phone oh, you, call. That's it. You
1: and they said, he was in a single? Oh, you wasn't? No, I went to General Pop soon as I came in. Oh, yeah. I was pop. in a single one. Yeah, I was in General Pop. Since I so came you in. you light-skinned. They knew you could handle it. Yeah! They put me in General Pop for like, uh, it was like five, till five in the morning. I was there for like four hours. I fell asleep. I was scared to fall asleep in there, I ain't gonna lie, but fell asleep. Um, then they woke me up and told me, you gotta go to protective custody.
2: You lucky son of a guy. <laughs> so I was really in Gen Pop and they stole my lunch from me. <laughs> Oh, nah. Just walked through and stole my lunch to do about 6 five, by 300 with abs. Damn. But he was taking everybody's lunch. Well, so he got see. to my bunk. No, I was different. I gave it to him. I said, Hey, you can get mine, big boy. Uh, he said,
4: you going to eat your cornbread. You
2: took all oh, my cornbread. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. But you yeah. was a fighter, though. You didn't want no action? Man, listen. I told y'all the story. <laughs> We was in a sailor, it was the shape of an L. I was in the first bunk, because I thought I was getting out quick. Charlie Strong was gonna come get me. That was my defensive coordinator. Okay, okay. So then the guy came in with the little lunch tray, and he said, lunch is here. He -hmm. said, you want, and I didn't know, I never went around the corner. He said, you want something back there? And I heard this voice that was like, motherfucking gremlin (laughs) goblin. That bitch said, yes. (laughs) And I said, what is behind that wall? (laughs) The reason I know that the biggest flip flop they had in jail was a 12 because I asked for a 13 and they said, we well, only got 12s. So the biggest flip flop in the Lexington County, County court system was 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stuck his foot out first, his name was Big Butch. Three inches of his toe was hanging over the 12. I said, what the fuck is that behind that wall? He came around the wall. His heel was off the motherfucking 12 too. He was one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen in my life. Oh, He snatched the crackheads lunch. It was two dope boys, he took the dope boys lunch and he got to my bunk. What was I gonna do, Fred? Up. <laughs> I'm giving my motherfucking lunch. <laughs> but you was a spider though. Huh? I became friends with him, cause I didn't make him take it from me, I threw it to him. Okay, There okay. you go big homie, I got you. Yeah, I ain't even, yeah, I told him that. I, I was hungry. hungry. I wasn't hungry today, I don't like oranges. <laughs> I ain't <laughs> never had orange in my life. Yeah, there you go, partner. My yeah, champ, man, it was, nah, funny. I was
3: way different. I'm in there, signing autograph. The they like, hey, sign this
2: for Yeah, yeah, that was my
3: movie stuff. With a whatever. snack? Hey, yeah, I want a snack. Let me get a snack. You know, I got different.
2: locked up one time. The All SEC preseason team came out the next day. What? Sunday morning news was All mm-hmm. SEC. I was, they were sliding the newspaper under the door in the jail cell, having me sign it all the guards. The uh, yeah. Think about how dumb you feel. I know y'all feel how dumb you feel. Sitting in jail, and everybody know your ass, you sitting right there looking at the dude take a shit in the middle of the cell. <laughs>
1: now nah, yours is crazy. Why can't we though. get us <laughs> some walls?
0: We had, we, we had privacy. Yeah. <laughs> at least. Y'all, y'all was cool. We, we, we got a throwback cell. But no, that brings up a good point. He's talking about eating. And you guys, that was a long three years to have to wait to go to trial. How, how was your health and stress? And somebody had on a baggy suit at court. That was you.
2: Someone a, little, <laughs> I'm have a Tracy McGrady. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No, I gotta gotta got it. You had on Tracy
3: McGrady. Hey, call it what you want. It was free. I got out of it free. <laughs> it got me free. It looked good enough. Right? <laughs> right,
4: but so no. We're going to end with this. Freddie T mentioned we often ask about biggest pivots. Uh, most of those people are older than both of you. And none of those people have gone through what you've gone through. So I believe we know the answer. Chan mentioned the portal and that people will watch this and different things and it gave me an idea. If you have an opportunity to whether it's talk to the people at OSU who you haven't spoken to or talk to a potential school that might want to give you an opportunity, Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me first and then you to tell me, Jocelyn, and we'll end with that. Mm. Amir, tell myself, the world, and any school that is interested in the mere reap, what they would get in a human and a player once you were on that campus.
3: I would definitely say a leader, uh, you know what I mean? Somebody that the team can look up to, you know, look for guidance. Like you said, I've been through a lot of things that a lot of people haven't. Uh, Just showing them them alleyways, uh, just giving them that guidance. And as a player, a hard worker, go-getter. More about action, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna do my talking on the field, but It's not time for that. I'm more of a, I'll prove with my actions and show you what I'm gonna do. And just ready, you know what I mean? I'm ready. Um, You know, doubt might be, it's been three years since you played football. Don't take that from me. Let me show you, you know what I mean? What I got and what I can do. It might be the
1: different player that I was then, but it's gonna be a better one. That's the difference. It won't be the same. I feel like for me, it'll just be a a genuine hard worker um, with integrity. Whatever you see me do is what I'm doing off the field. I'm making sure that I'm, Living the right way, doing the right things, and making sure um I do what I got to do, you know, in any way I can help, whether it's with teammates, of course that's nothing, but anything I could do, you know, um, I'll do
4: it. And I'll say this: as you get older, like you'll go through different things. I don't know if you guys will ever go through something as big or as difficult as you did, you know, but but God will bring things into your life, and some of those good, some of those. You face adversity, but for us, right? When Chan FaceTimed me and when we got on the call, I thought I was getting a podcast. I thought we were getting an opportunity to have a good time and create good content. And in truth, God gave us y'all. There's a reason we have this show. There's a reason we have this opportunity. And that changes from time to time, right? At one point it was for Michael Beasley you know, at other points, it was for Shaq to be able to say what he was or whatever it was we were supposed to be doing at the time. Today, we were supposed to be sitting down with y'all. I wish y'all the, the best, man. We want to see you win. You are family now. Anything you ever need from the three of us, y'all got it. Call us, text us. If you just bored as hell and you want to talk because you just want to have the conversation, I'm willing to do that. We appreciate y'all young brothers, man. And all I ask of y'all is that when it's your turn and we all the OGs, y'all sit down and share the wisdom as much as y'all can from the things y'all been through.
2: And I see. One thing going to be real difficult, though. Jock getting out that goddamn Build-A-Bear t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, brother. That was
4: good. Man. Y'all did a good job. Appreciate it. it brother. <laughs> Limitless, take a stomach, me a in it. I thought here hear witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way i finna feeling me up. On a mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. Only vision I can trust. Trust, limitless. Take a stomach, me pin in it. I thought here hear witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling get me up. Uh, on a mission, get me up.